Merry Christmas, everybody from the WNR podcast. Ho, ho, ho. We are in the Christmas spirit. And not only that, we are in the Christmas cottage, the same as we were last year. Dan's got the dinner on. I can hear it in the background. And what an episode we have for you today. Very show. We've got the WNR Awards, the WNR Look Back at 2016. Three things we want from them, things we want WWE to do right in 2017. Five things WWE need to do in 2017 as well. Oh, sorry, um, RKO of the Year. Yeah, we've got RKO of the Year. That's part of the WNR Awards, don't forget. Included with like Match of the Year, Pay Per View of the Year, Superstar of the Year. We've got the year end predictions, the predictions that we did a year ago. But I see three envelopes in front of me. And, of course, we are missing someone this Christmas. On Christmas Day, as we are, Dan, we're missing Jared, aren't we? We are, yes. And unfortunate circumstances are pretending that he can't join us today. Yes, and he hasn't been apart for about six months now. I mean, But are we missing Jared? Not really, no. I think he's got stronger without him, to be honest. Yeah, it's been all right, actually. But we have got your own predictions. We'll do that in a bit. But, of course, it's been Christmas Day, and I'm so excited. We've been waiting for so long. We're doing presents. So, Dan, what have you got me? Nothing. What do you mean? Nothing? What do you mean? No, you must have. What you got in your? You got a full sack over there. I mean, what are those presents? <laughs> That's another. They're little swimming presents. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I did get you something. Okay. No, no, no. no it's fine. No, I mean, you know, we've been doing this podcast together now for you know a year and you know eight months and sixteen days and four hours and twenty eight minutes. Not that I've been counting or anything like this, but you know. So if you see over there, you see by the lovely log fire that we've got, we have the Christmas tree, don't we, Dan? Well, underneath the tree, there are a couple of presents. And therefore, a luck, good little boy. He's been very good. Here You're are yours. Welcome. I mean, I've got you more than one, but hey, we're not counting. Nice to see you wearing your Christmas jumper as well. Like I, got I am indeed, yes. I mean, I don't know if Santa does do that down the chimney, but still, it's a nice jumper to have. I mean, of course, I've got my, my usual Christmas one on. Here you go, Dan. So you open up the big one. What is it? Oh. <laughs> it is a brawling buddy, a Randy Orton brawling buddy, and I will... Oh, that's really soft. Yes. <laughs> you can sleep with that. I we... can sleep next to Punch Randy Punch it in its Orton. chest and hold it to the mic. Be smart, walk away. <laughs> he is the best. And that is a brawling buddy, Randy Orton, which is, I'm, I'm going to sleep with that tonight. You see, I tell you, I knew you'd sleep with that. I knew you'd And there it. is going to be another present on my wrapping Here we go. speak. It is Christmas after all. What is it? It is a t-shirt. I'm not sure what is on the front of it. I haven't read the little tag next to it. <laughs> but what t-shirt's this? A little fellow open it up. Oh, wow, it's the devastation continues, and by the looks of it, it's the Goldberg tattoo, yeah. so I'm going to go with that, and it's got Goldberg on the back of it. <laughs> That's sick. I like that. A lovely long-sleeved T-shirt there. Thank you very much, James. If I wasn't wearing RKO wear top, I would be putting it on. I won't feel lonely in bed anymore now. I've got a new cuddle buddy. <laughs> Do you know how difficult it was to get the Randy Orton fucking 
Uh, I, I tell you, it's limited edition now, mate. I bet that is one of the most sought-after prospects, and it's got his tattoos down the arm. Yeah. Tattoo on the back. You're going to turn it over, aren't you? You're going to bend him over, aren't you? Next time you see it, it's going to have a whole board <laughs> in the backside. <laughs> it was actually quite a good length as well. I could fit all my... You can fit everything in. Yes. Yes, but yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, we go. So it is, tonight. it is Christmas. But enough of the, uh, the presents and the slapping on the back. I mean, this year, 2016, we talk about a year in WWE we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, it's, it's been an incredible year for wrestling, hasn't it, really? It has indeed, yes. Um, a lot of new innovations, a lot of good quality matches, pay-per-views, some really brilliant feuds. You know, the network has really totally delivered this year. And this year we've got no Christmas songs. I'm not going to sing. I promise you, I have been, I've gave up drinking now. It's been uh, 360 days, so I come up to a streak of my own, really. But it is Christmas, and Dan, on Christmas Day, how excited are you right now? I am very excited. It's been a strong year for wrestling. and So we're going to start off with the WNR Awards. Now, of course, we've done this last year. We're going to call back to the awards we've done last year, a couple of categories that we do. But we're going to start off. We've got 10 categories in place. Should we run through the categories quickly, just for everybody at yeah, home? Yeah, go on. You, you can go for them. Okay. Okay, so we've got Entrance of the Year, we've got Underrated of the Year, The One to Watch, Move of the Year, RKO, Diva, Tag Team, Wrestler, Pay-Per-View, and of course, Match. And we're going to start off with a very big one, and that is Wrestler of the Year, the the first award we're going to give out. And this is WNR Awards, but me and Dan have got opinions, but on the count of three, we'll say who we think the Wrestler of the Year is. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Styles. AJ Styles, yeah, right. <laughs> Dan, why does he get rest of the year for? Um, since his debut at the Royal Rumble, he came in at number three. The crowd went absolutely fucking crazy. He was faced for a bit. He had a brilliant feud with Jericho, went on to a feud with Cena, um, you know, ended the year as heavyweight champion. A man just can't do any wrong. I mean, he's supposed to be a heel, but he gets cheered bigger than any other superstar on the current roster. And yeah. He's just been consistent throughout the perfect A-plus player. Yeah, no, you bang, you, you, you bang on there. Like you say, I think he touched that moment turns to gold. I mean, his feud of Rambo's been really good. They brought James Ellsworth and actually made that something worth watching as well when you consider that. Great matches with Roman Reigns this year. He's not, he's not really. And like you say, AJ Styles does deserve to be rest of the year. It's incredible to think the year he has had. And he's having top matches. He's on top. He's WWE champion. He deserves rest of the year in the WNR, doesn't he? Yeah. Honourable mention to Nakamura. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. Nakamura, and I'll say my honourable mention would be The Miz. Because... You the- have kissed his ass. Well... For the latter part of this year, you have been the Miz's biggest fan. Since since he started putting in quality wrestling matches and being one of the best characters on SmackDown, that's that's why Miz deserves to be up there and recognised for it. I mean, I know AJ Styles is uh, the man, but they had an altercation the other night on SmackDown and the fans lapped it up. Like you say, AJ Styles so popular, Miz is a healy heel. I could see those two having a good matchup with Styles helping out as well anyway, but that would yeah. be the match of the year for next year. <laughs> But yeah, that is rest of the year. One of the easier awards that we've agreed on. So next up, the second one is Entrance of the Year. So Dan, I'll let you... Entrance of the Year. Mine, yeah. there can only be one for me. And that is NXT TakeOver. And it is Shinsuke Nakamura coming out. Followed by violinist after violinist after violinist after violinist. And it was just brilliant. It shocked me. You know, I didn't expect so many violinists. 
And yeah, it was just a brilliant entrance for Nakamura to have. Yeah, NXT TakeOver Canada had a couple of really good entrances, but Nakamura there coming out. It, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about the Balor thing, you know, Balor makes such a great entrance. Could anybody take that over? And like I say, with Nakamura doing that, it just proves that he took his spot and made it, you know, improved on it, didn't he? But someone else who's... Um, my entrance of the year is different to that, but it is at an NXT TakeOver event. It's at NXT Brooklyn, and it is, of course, the entrance of the glorious one, Bobby Roode, coming down on the plinth, out of the heavens, down just to us mere mortals. I mean, don't get me wrong, at Canada, the choir singing that was, was, gave me tingles. That was good. <laughs> but the coming down, you know, and the plinth. And like we say, Nakamura and Roode having the entrances of the year. I know in WWE, you know, there's not many, I don't know if you agree with me, entrances in WWE, there's not really anything that stands out to me. Do you know what I mean? Um, Goldberg's entrance is a brilliant entrance. It's an intimidating, dominating entrance. You know, that definitely deserves an honourable mention. But um, aside from that, you know, there's not really any standout. I should mean, Undertaker's, but, you know, you don't see so much of him anymore. Yeah. Everyone else is just coming down the entrance. At least, you know, beforehand, Brock Lesnar used to mix it up coming through the crowd, but then that stopped and he was coming out by yeah. the Titan Tron. And like you say, Bray Wyatt as well has been doing the same entrance now, but it's still good. Balor entrance, coming but... out as a demon, I think that's probably the best WWE's had this year. Yeah, so, uh, but they're honourable mentions. And yeah, like you say, Nakamura and Rude get the collective award for entrance of the year. Move on to our third category, and this is quite a big one actually. Who is the women of the year? I mean, I'll go first in this one, and mine is mine is Sasha Banks. Are you that shocked by it? Um, mine's Sasha Banks as well. <laughs> it's yours, Banks, as well? Yeah. There we go, then. All right, tell me why Sasha Banks... Had a brilliant year. She's, you know, not been able to beat Charlotte at a pay-per-view. You know, the tides may change. She's had some brilliant matches, starting off at WrestleMania in the three-way match for the Women's Championship, you know, going all the way through the year. She's been strong and, yeah, not put foot wrong in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, Banks needs to be used as the catch. She is. She has got the strongest character. She is the best wrestler on the roster as well, you know, even with Charlotte. Like I say, Banks given the chance, but she's still in Charlotte's shadow a little bit. Wouldn't mind seeing her come out, get up to the main roster and be a three-time Women's Champion as she was. Yeah, definitely. Banks is our... Women of the Year. I mean, honourable yeah. mentions. Becky Lynch is one of them, isn't she? Becky Lynch, definitely. Bailey, not so much. B- Bailey, yeah. I don't think. And again, another honourable mention to Oscar. Even though she's been the only standout woman in NXT, I think she's managed to carry it. And yeah, no, no I think that's fair enough. Yeah, like I say, for more competition for Oscar, whereas Banks has been fighting the top girls now on top since well, fighting the top girls since she's got on the main roster, isn't she? So yeah. That is women, so we agreed. Two out of three, so bad. That's what Meat Loaf said. Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, number four, or the fourth one, the fourth WNR Awards, is Underrated Wrestler of the Year. Dan, who's your most underrated? Cesaro. I think, you know, he had a brilliant set two with Sheamus, uh, and I think it should have resulted in a win and maybe a potential contendership shot i know there is quite a lot of light around the heavyweight championship at the moment but you know i reckon he does deserve a shire he's been around for quite a while um and yeah you know he's a brilliant wrestler brilliant performer yeah i completely agree i've got do you want to know who you went for last year 
Who did I go for last year? Who did I go for last year? Last year, you went for Neville as your underrated. And he's still very underrated. He's still not getting used right on the roster. But see, bigger name this year is Cesaro. Last year, I went for Stardust as underrated. This year, (laughs) oh, he's very underrated now, isn't he? He's not about. But this year, I have gone for Rusev. We talk about another guy who, uh, very underrated, in the fact of every main feud he has, he's been on the losing end of it. Uh, he can now have good long matches that we saw. Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell was a very good match. He's a very good character, very good on the mic. But WWE just have a use, just keep using him as fodder, as in like The Rock comes back or Celebrity comes back, Goldberg, they use Rusev. They, they don't have him winning. And he's someone who could be a main eventer. And I don't know why. Same with Cesaro. They are not using him properly either. And I think he's very underrated, you know? Yeah. Next up, one of our favourites. It is Move of the Year. Now, Dan? My Move of the Year is Shield 2.0, powerbombing AJ Styles through the announce table. Yeah, that's mine as well. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the move of the year. Shield, exactly what I put. Shield Reunion Survivor Series. Teaming up, putting AJ Styles for the out stable. I mean, I went crazy at that moment, Dan. What reasons you picked it? Um, uh, it was just brilliant to see. The crowd went absolutely fucking crazy. James went absolutely fucking crazy. And, you know, it was just, even though it was not that long ago, it's like, you know, I'd rather see uh, a DX reunion but, you know, as far as reunions go, that is brilliant. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. And it's what I wanted. It's the same kind I want to see in the future. Uh, and uh, the shield and the reaction it got as well was just a fantastic moment, yeah, move of the year. Uh, right, so at the moment, we've had three out of five the same. So we move on. Of course, me and Dan haven't seen each other uh, awarded to. We're doing this on the podcast now, yeah. so everybody knows we've, we've had ours in a silver envelope. Uh, so number six, the sixth award we're hanging out, we're handing out even. I've got to calm down a little bit. Yeah, number six, uh, the one to watch this next year, sorry, the one to watch in 2017. Dan? I've got three written down in front of me, and I still haven't managed to choose one. Well, and I'm going to go for Baron Corbin. And the reasons for that? Um, I don't know. I think they've been keeping him quiet. You know, they've been giving him matches. He's been winning matches, and, you know, I think they're giving him a slow burn, and he's going to potentially, hopefully next year, boil up and, you know come to fruition yeah weirdly enough it was Jow's underrated guy last year Baron Corbin yeah. so now it's this year's uh, one to watch your one last year was Ryback Ryback well <laughs> that, that failed a bit didn't it yeah I mean I mean, maybe we should take, just take a second all the wrestlers that we've lost in WWE this year you know we talk about Stardust Ryback Paige Del Rio pa- yeah Paige Del Rio um, uh, Wade Barrett of course. definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah Wade Barrett Right, so yeah, anyway, we'll just take a second for those lost comrades and we move on. Oh, no, sorry, my one to watch, quite simple, Ember Moon. Uh, right, um, <laughs> your three? I said I had three names yeah. written down. Ember Moon was another name written down. She was, you know, it was the toss that was between her and Corbin because the third one was Cesaro, who I'd already mentioned before, but I think bigger and better things are coming for Cesaro as yeah. well. But yeah, Ember Moon. Why do you think Ember Moon? I mean, have you seen a finisher? Of course we have. I mean, we what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just a finisher alone makes me excited to watch her wrestle. And when you put in the mind, if you build her up a little bit, have her in a match with Oscar, she probably she will take down Oscar. It's got to happen. We've mentioned, hasn't it? We've yeah. mentioned before that 
of anyone to take down Oscar, it would be Ember Moon. Yeah, and she uh, and she is so good as well. I feel that she could be up in the main roster this time. Next... <coughs> she could be up in the main roster this time next year with Ember Moon. If you know, depending on how they go, I don't know if they're going to have such uh, all defeating women's NXT women's champion after Oscar. But we'll see what happens with Ember Moon. Yeah. But she's definitely one to watch. Did you have any others in mind? Um, no, not really. I mean, Ember Moon was that was that was the one I thought. Yeah. Uh, honourable mentions, like you say, because um... I've got Cesaro also written down as I mentioned. It, you know, he's again another one that's not being used to his full potential yet. I mentioned it in underrated, and you know, I think again bigger and better things yeah. are to come of Cesaro. He's got a big following. Yeah, well, there was one Jack Gallagher one to watch, but again, I don't know what WWE could do. You know, he could be hot for a couple of months in 2017, and then all of a sudden they just lose sight of the cruiserweights. You know, it, it's difficult. But with yeah. Moon, there's someone there you can think, oh yeah, she will. Definitely, you know, she's definitely one to watch 2017. Number seven, Dan's favourite award of the year. It is RKO of the year. And Dan, what is your RKO of the year? My RKO of the year is sponsored by hashtag out of nowhere. And it is to Brock Lesnar. Oh, that's a good one. At right. the moment that Heyman says he won't ever catch Brock Lesnar with an RKO. Boom, Brock Lesnar gets dropped with said RKO. Heyman stood there flabbergasted. Orton is wearing the T-shirt that I am currently wearing underneath my new Goldberg one, which I've just put on. Underneath your Christmas jumper. Underneath my Christmas jumper. <laughs> you getting up. Which I've got, yeah, I'm roasting. Don't have, but, like yeah, the potatoes in the oven. It was my favourite RKO. It wasn't during a match. It was just hit beautifully, perfected, you know. Brilliant camera angle as well. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Well, was, yeah. What was yours, James? Mine was, I had uh, a couple in mind. Uh, I think, honourable mention before we say anything, the Seth Rollins RKO late took, I think it's two years in a row now, uh, he took the five-star frog splash off the top and got hit by the RKO at Survivor Series, which was a great one. But I've gone for something a little bit more, a little bit more uh, thinking into it, and that's the RKO on Kane which turned Orton Hill and joined the White family. So it wasn't so much the RKO, it was the reason behind the RKO. Exactly, it was the intent and Orton now on this path. And I'm really enjoying Randy Orton at the moment with Bray Wyatt, a good team. Um, can I just say that rumour has it that on a recent dark match in a house show that he has turned and RKO'd Luke Harper. I'm not sure what that's going, if it's just a seat gauge fan response on a turn. Yeah, but, you know... I, I, I think Bray and Orton will face off at WrestleMania, but they can still have fun in the meantime. And, and a recent interview, like I said, with Orton, he was talking about working with American Alpha and people like this, saying he's really enjoying his time at the moment. And it's good to have a motivated Randy Orton because he is a great wrestler. But, yeah, that RKO kind of changed things up and something we weren't maybe expecting. But that's my RKO of the year. And, no, fair play to Randy Orton, really. Yeah. This is a biggie now. We're getting to the big ones. We've got three left. And they're all big awards. This one is Tag Team of the Year. Now, Dan, should we do another count of three and ask who our Tag Team of the Year is? Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Revival. Jericho. Oh, fuck. Jericho. <laughs> Christopher and Kevin. Right, go ahead. Why are they your Tag Team of the Year? Um, I just think they've been brilliant together. You know, it's mainly off the mic. But... You know, it's helping to build Kevin's uh, championship as well. You know, it's helping him out. And, you know, you can see there's sometimes a bit of friction between them. And I think it is a good little stable. 
Yeah, but and like you say, are you enjoying the matches that they're having? To, or are you just enjoying it, not as opposed to like the matches they're having as a team? The more the, I'm enjoying the, the more more of a them. stable, yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to in the ring. Well, like I say, I've gone for a revival. Uh, for me, it's quite an obvious decision because when you consider that these are guys that have had two matches of the year's candidates, as you know, as we're going to see later on, revival being uh, the best tag team in WWE. Bar none. Feud of American Alpha, like they had their match, NXT TakeOver, uh, was phenomenal. The DIY, the series they had with them, DIY wasn't really a proper tag team. They brought it out of them, had a great feud. And Revival, you know, Dash and Dawson uh, are just been uh, on a streak and they deserve their move up to main roster. They deserve tag team titles near enough straight away. Yeah. Um, any other honourable mentions? Um, funnily enough, it is, even though... They've not had the stronger tag the rule, WWE. There's not an NXT in mine. It's it's been the new day. Only because they broke Demolition's tag team record. I think that is a, a brilliant feat, especially for the length of it. Um they are entertaining, they are loved by the fans. Um and the Wyatts. Yeah. Like we're saying with the the Randy Orton thing joining them as well and be it being a part of that team. Well, because you think of starting, you know, it was Luke Harper, Bray, and Eric Rowan, and then Strowman come into the picture, then Strowman left the picture. Uh, Eric Rowan's been out injured, Luke Harper's been in, you know, and Randy Orton's now joined the yeah. fold. So, you know, it is constantly changing up. But I think it's interesting, like you say, New Day do beat the record, and they're not really on the list. You know what I mean? The, the matches that they've had, the, the feuds they've been having haven't really meant much, have they? You know, it's like nah. they've been with Seamus Cesaro, a team that's thrown together. They had a comedy rivalry against the club which completely demolished the club and yeah. I think it just spoilt their name um, yeah you know I thought the club would have been a lot better Yeah, I was hoping the club would have been up there as stable we talk about underrated I mean the club could be uh, on that list as well of underrated because yeah. they've yeah, not definitely, been yeah. they're given a chance of late but yeah I mean tag team it'd be interesting to see how they go in uh, 2017. I'm, I'm sure Revival will be back on that list again this time next year. Yeah, I'm hoping they will be. Uh, so for the main prize, we have pay-per-view of the year. And Dan, what is your pay-per-view of the year? NXT TakeOver Dallas. There was not a single weak match on the whole card. I mean, every match was either with purpose or, you know, it was for something with meaning. And yeah, you know, every match was above par yeah and no, I don't get me wrong like I say there's not been a bad NXT there's not been a bad NXT takeover event this year and Dallas was the best one as well I, you know like you say each match Revival versus um, American Alpha Oscar Bailey was it Oscar Bailey Joe uh, uh, Joe Balor Nakamura Sami Zayn um, and yeah that's, that's, that's a crazy car when you think about it like I say yeah it deserved to be um, we should say, sorry, but should, before I move on, I just literally remembered you saying that as well. Uh, yeah, for the pay-per-view of the year, this year we had the most WWE pay-per-views in WWE history, let alone the WWE history. They expanded it, of course, and went to the draft. So in the end, we would just count NXT TakeOver events and pay-per-views. We had, we had 19 pay-per-views this year. Jesus Christ, son! I was like, goddamn kid, yeah. What? And we had 19 pay-per-views, and like we say, one of them was at... We picked one NXT and one, and I'm, I just can't believe how many fucking events there's been. And then we had extra bonus points for 
CWC and Raw vs SmackDown and Dusty as well. Bloody hell. So there's like 20 odd, 23, 24 points 24, on the 24 points. Yeah, yeah that wasn't a bad. No, it was paid for you, dear. My choice, got something a little bit different. Survive Series 2016. Uh, it's a WWE pay for you as opposed to an NXT TakeOver. I just think that was the best one that WWE did. And when WWE do it right, it feels like a, a real big show. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. with WrestleMania this year, I didn't really feel much about it. SummerSlam was awful. I think Survive Series, it all gelled thanks to the draft. You know, the Goldberg Brock Lesnar main event was a yeah. shock. The hour long match for the Raw vs. SmackDown teams, it just hit all the yeah. right notes for me, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, I, I think that deserves to be up there. Honourable mentions. Mentions. The Cruiserweight Classic final. Um, you know, it's not strictly. It, well, it is. No, we are the network review and it is a pay per view in our eyes. So, yeah, the final of the. You know, CWC, it had the brilliant semi final matches broken up by a super tag team match and then you know you had the final at the end of it you know just completely above par yeah um also money in the bank it featured you know brilliant matches throughout i loved the finish of it because dean ambrose said beforehand i'm going to win the match and i'm going to cash it in that night yeah and he did exactly what he said on the tin you know he cashed in on his promise um, so yeah, the Money in the Bank match was good for me, and the last match was good. You know, it was good to see the Shield back in the ring again as a threesome. Hang on, let me just do my let me just pay for you the year twenty sixteen. Uh, honorable mentions: Extreme Rules, Extreme Rules, definitely. Yeah, and both Jack and I'm getting onto that now because I'm going to talk about quickly. I've just added a new one: favorite podcast of the year or favorite favorite thing you called throughout the year. My one has got to be I really enjoyed Extreme Rules match. Uh, the cage match, Joe's. I think that's my favourite thing of the year. What was your favourite thing on the podcast that you've done? Oh, yeah, the Cruiserweight Classic is, you know, just, it surprised me. It completely over, overwent my expectations of it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, very vocal during that. And, of course, like I say, you had such a good record on the uh, Cruiserweight Classic with the winning. I'm sure that's why you enjoyed it, you know. I mean, that's, that's great. Thanks for bringing that back up. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, CWC was so much fun. It took over our summer, really, didn't it? And uh, it was all about the CWC, yeah. and it, it was all about. But well, we've done so many great podcasts. We'll talk about that soon. Well, we do our last award now. The uh, on the WNR Awards for 2016. The last one is Match of the Year. Now, there's so many contenders. Dan, just list a few contenders, and then Reigns versus Ambrose versus Brock at Fastlane. Dawson and Dash, the revival against Gagano and Chompa. Uh, Charlotte Banks Lynch at Mania 32, which I mentioned before. American Alpha Revival, NXT TakeOver The End. New Day versus Y2AJ uh, on Raw. Yeah, just so many to mention, you know. It's... So, yeah, with so many matches of the year. I mean, Dan, before you give your number one match, I'll go through a couple of my ones. Who can forget the classic NXT TakeOver Canada, and it was Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger. I mean, fantastic effort by both men. I mean, yes, Revival and DIY are on there, but, you know, that was the real one that stole the show, wasn't it? Also, Zayn versus Nakamura, which you mentioned, your favourite pay-per-view of the year. That was a phenomenal match. The reason I didn't pick that was because he didn't have a lot of story going into it. It was just Nakamura's debut. And the match I have picked did have story, had emotion. 
had it all built up towards it. And the match happened at No Mercy. And it was SmackDown, and it was Intercontinental title, and it was The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, with Dolph Ziggler finally winning. Uh, it just meant so much, and these two men just had a minor classic. They worked well together, and it was just a phenomenal match, and that's why it's my match of the year. You know, I wasn't expecting much from it, but, you know, during the match, it kind of grew on me, and, yeah, you know, the, both wrestlers told a brilliant story throughout. So, yeah, you know, it was... It was a strong match. And what was your match of the year, Linda? My match of the year was Cena versus Styles at Money in the Bank. You know, we've mentioned before that Cena, he can't really wrestle too much of a bad match. And AJ Styles is a perfect opponent to enhance, you know, what Cena can already bring to a match. Uh, And the match, again, it was a very personal match. Styles was going after Cena's title of face that runs the place. Cena ever dejected, you know, going into the match on a downer. And yeah, it was a brilliant match. Yeah, that no, was fantastic. The feud, like we say, in Styles is still up on John Cena, you know, to beat him at SummerSlam as well. But the Money in the Bank match really, yeah, it was really impressive and it shows Styles as well, like we say, our wrestler of the year could actually hang with the main event talent as well and be taken seriously, which he did and produced a phenomenal match. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the awards for this year. I mean, we agreed halfway through and then we just all went completely different. So. <laughs> well, you know, again, it shows that certain things, they just stand out more than others and other things, we do have our own opinions and what is it makes a good matchup and I think, you know, that's what makes things better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, rest of the year, we both agreed on styles. Entrance, yours was Nakamura, mine was Rude. Women's, we both were Banks. Yep. Underrated, Julius Cesaro was Rusev. Move of the year, both saying the shield for the <laughs> announced table. The one to watch yours was one to watch yours was Corbin. Corbin. I was Ember Moon. Also uh, I said, you know, I it was a top three. One of them was Moon. So, you know, again similar lines of thinking for that. Yeah, uh, RKO Lesnar on um, um, Brock Lesnar, mine was on Kane with a heel turn. Um tag team Jericho was a bit surprised, but revival for me. Pay-per-view, NXT Dallas, Survivor Series 2016 for me. And match of the year, Styles versus Cena, Money in the Bank. And mine was Miz versus Ziggler at No Mercy. And of course, don't forget, on the WWE Network as well, they have the collections where you can look at all the matches of the years that they've picked. You can also watch our choices on the WWE Network. They're all on there. That's why we do it for as well. So now we're going to do something else as well for the year end. Basically, this could be our last podcast of the year. So we're going to look back at 2016. And we talk about as well, we've got three things. We've got three things we want from the WWE Network and from in 2017 and three things WWE did right in 2016. So we do the three things WWE did right first. Dan, what's your number one? The Cruiserweight Classic. James, what's your number one? Yeah, Cruiserweight Classic is that. What, why is that best thing WWE did right? It was just one of those things. I think it was left out of the creative team that do the WWE Raw, you know, do the WWE side of things and it was just left to its own devices to, you know, be run by... Daniel Bryan and Mauro Ranello. So, yeah. yeah, I just think, you know, it was in perfect hands. Yeah, like I say, CWC hit every point. Nobody knew what to expect. The Cruiserweights, you know, on the network, 32 of them. Oh, what's this going to be about? They're not all American and stuff like this. And they broke the mold. Mold. They broke the mold. There's a Cruiserweight division in now because of this. We know all these new people now, you know, and it just, and it had bigger ratings in NXT as well, CWC. So, that's why it did so right. Um, that was the number one thing. My thing they did right. Well, what's your other thing that they did right? 
Um, well, I've got another two. Have you got another two? I've got a single amount, yeah. Okay, go on. One of them is signing AJ Styles. Yeah, my another one is AJ Styles as well. Shut the front door. Uh, AJ Styles, like we say, talk about rest of the year, injected something into WWE they didn't have, and definitely WWE did right to do that. Usually. What's your third? Well, it's not going to be the same as yours. What is your third? My third is signing Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, no, mine was not that. Um, why, why? Well, explain to me why WWE did right with that. Do I need to? <laughs> well, just, just for shits and giggles. His entrance. <laughs> that deserves it alone. Um, just his, his brilliant. He is completely different to anything you know I've really seen much of. In the past, you know, I've seen hints of his elements in other wrestlers, but I've never seen the complete package that it is together, um, you know, and he's just gone from strength to strength throughout in WWE. XT. I, I can't disagree with Nakamura being signed, but mine was very similar. And uh, there's a theme here, Dan. I think 2017... I'm signing I mean, Bobby Roode. The, the year 2016 has been um, fraught with Dan versus James since Jared went. And I feel 2017 is going to be even worse for this. Because my one is signing Bobby Roode, the future NXT champion, the man that will defeat Nakamura. Um, Bobby Roode, what a glorious signing by WWE. What a glorious way to look after him. They did right this year. Nakamura, um, Nakamura, Styles, Roode. WWE have done right with those three. And I'm just thankful that we can actually see them on the WWE Network as well, Dan, you know? Most definitely, yes. So that's three things WWE did right. Now... We're not going to have a go at WWE as much. Uh, we just want to suggest a couple of things. So first, we're going to say three things the WWE Network needs to do. WWE Network needs to put WWE Thunder on there because we've got WWE Monday Nitro yeah. and I want Thunder there so we can watch what's going on as well. Of course, that went for like three or four years, so it'd be interesting to say. Again, WWE Superstars as well from the 90s with Raw being... They've got all the Raw shows on there now, but WWE Superstars was the kind of main show until Raw took over, and it'd be good to see the build-up between the feuds, you know, night. And another thing I think WWE Network needs to do as well, if they added ECW program as well from 2006, we got the original ECW, but we saw that with CM Punk and people who came through there, Christian holding the title. be interesting to see Sheamus as well, of course, made his debut, didn't he, from that. And just to see another side of it, because with the WWE, they've got so much content, they just need to release it more on the network, basically. There are people that watch that programming. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get me wrong, the original content's all right, but I'm more for the, the old-style stuff of, you know, Vault and all this kind of stuff to try yeah. and catch up on anything I've missed. Okay, Dan, free, anything you want from the WWE Network this year? I'd like to see more independent stuff. Showcase what's about a bit of Japanese, mate, you know. I'm I'm sure they've got some ties across the borders with different styles of wrestling. I like to see a bit of English independent wrestling on the uh, on the network. You know, some more local things that are trying to promote themselves through the WWE network. Yeah, like Rev Pro UK or something. That would be good to see on the WWE network. Yeah, that was the three things we wanted. Well, that was the things we wanted from the WWE network. Next, we're going to do five things WWE need to do in 2017. Dan, have you got any? I would like to see stability for the cruiserweight division. Um, you know, just something definitive, definitive of it because I've seen some on NXT, I've seen some on Raw, you know, and I hope 205 Live, if they'd keep it there and, you know, just let them do their thing, have the odd match here and there on Raw to showcase their talents, but primar- primarily focus it on 
two i five live, it'd be perfect. Yeah, uh, that I, I I agree with you there. My one is revival need to debut in the main roster and beat New Day to become the new WWE Tag Team Champions. That needs to happen in 2017. Yeah, Dan, what's one of yours? Um, they, they they need to do something with Neville. Yeah. They need Neville. <laughs> he is brilliant. He, you know, even if he loses a few pounds and goes down to the cruiserweight division, I'd love to see more Neville. Yeah. Uh, Neville would definitely deserves it. NXT champion, of course, former NXT champion. My one is involved in the NXT championship as well, and it's Bobby Roode must win the NXT title in 2017. WWE must do that in 2017. Less free chances at titles. I think they need to be earned. You know, they shouldn't just be given willy-nilly because, you know, he wants to make beef with someone or whatever. You know, it needs to be... A legitimate reason that they're going for the title and it should make the title yeah. a lot more prestigious. That's really, it's really annoyed you this year with Rollins and now Ambrose has, keep yeah. getting chance and chance. No, I completely understand that. Uh, my one is don't give up on... Obviously, AJ is going to lose the WWE Championship. I know this. But I don't want him to drop the ball with him afterwards because he is a main event uh, wrestler now and he deserves to stay on top and even get a second or third reign. He can't drop off the map and WWE just lose interest and he's dropping out to Braun Strowman or something like that. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. Can't, that can't have it. WWE uh, must not give up on AJ Styles. Better booking for the women's division. You know, I think they've definitely got potential to have main event, pay-per-view main event matches, not just, you know, focus the match before the championship match, but to actually be the last match on the card um, and I think it needs to be booked better and appreciated more for what it is. Would you want to see the WWE do like a women's tournament at DWC this year? I, I don't know. I don't know if that would be the case because I think over two brands it wouldn't work. You know, I think it would need to be... No, I mean, you, you, you do the same with the Cruiserweights. You'd have 32 independent women yeah. in a tournament. The winner oh, right, would yeah. go to SmackDown or Raw and be the number one contender. And then you'd have another 31 girls in there who could get given a chance yeah. on the main roster as well. You know, yeah, Just trying yeah. to beat yeah. a little bit as well, you know? And, of course, you can bring back former divas, you know, Ivory or something like that, who yeah. people might not know, who could wrestle, you know, Nikki Cross. Or, you know, it could... It possibility you know? yeah, yeah. Since yeah, we heard, since we heard of the UK, you know the WUK championship with with the English guys, I feel they might carry on doing that with other, you know, even tag teams. I'll just do mine quickly. Nakamura, when he debuts, must be in the main event picture as well. There, there is no doubt in my mind. WWE need to put him in the main event picture. Nakamura, it will be huge. Just imagine a Nakamura versus a Cena match. It's interesting. We think that. Owens was a big one to debut, and he got matches uh, Cena. Styles this year with Cena. You'd hope Nakamura Cena next year, or Nakamura versus anybody. You know, a Nakamura Orton match, whoever it is. You know, Bray Wyatt. You, you can just imagine in your mind how good it's going to be. Uh, and also for me, I want WWE to bring back CM Punk. There's like no way about it. At any cost, because the amount of brilliant matches CM Punk could have it is unbelievable. I know. You know, it's. It's, a, it's an unrealistic target because that's why I put slash Shield reunion because there's more chance of a Shield reunion than there's Punk coming back. But he's not going to do anything in MMA. We've seen it and WWE need to break the bank to get Punk back because there isn't that many marketable stars and a Nakamura versus CM Punk match would be fucking awesome as well. Yes. Anyone versus Nakamura would be an awesome match. <laughs> <coughs> Hang on a minute. What is this little thing you've got me here? Hey, let me open it up quickly. 
Oh, you did get me say it's a Bobby Roode action figure. Oh, oh I did. Damn. I had to get something. Oh, you had me then. You, had... I thought you. Had... No, oh my word. Well, Dan, this figure for me is glorious. I mean, thank... <laughs> this time last year, Dan, myself, and Jared um, all had categories put in an envelope and the year-end predictions. We'll get on to that in a second. We want to look back at 2016. And we just want to talk about stuff that happened in each month, really. Anything just pops in our heads, we can mention it as well. We'll start off in January. And, of course, it was our first WWE Royal Rumble live. In 92, 2000, 2008. I mean, what way to kick off the year, wasn't it, in January? It was brilliant, yeah. You know, it was a very unexpected Triple H winning the Rumble. Um, it was our first Rumble that we called live. It was an exhausting event, but we got through it and, yeah... And Triple H becoming WWE champion at that moment. And, and uh, uh, of course, AJ Styles entering at number four. Yeah, of course, uh, AJ debuting as well. It's been a, a fantastic Royal Rumble. Uh, what happened in February, Dan? In February, another, well, uh, a return, but Shane McMahon come back into the fold as SmackDown Live general manager. Yeah, now he is. And he, yeah. he came back first uh, challenging Stephanie, wanted to be in oh, control did, of yeah. Raw. Cause being put in his uh, match later on at WrestleMania. I mean, we we'll get on to that in a minute. And of course, like you said as well, did you say no? You didn't. Sorry, go on. Continue. What happened? In, what else happened in February, Dan? Daniel Bryan retired. He announced his retirement. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit shocking when we look back at it and think, "Fucking hell, yeah, Nak- uh, Nakamura." Uh, Daniel Bryan was wrestling at that point, and uh, well, he, kept, he was came... out for a little while with injury, and you know, he wasn't getting cleared by medics. So, you know, it was for the right thing. Yeah, it was, it was a shocking turn. And, of course, we looked at the Daniel Bryan retirement as well. And, of course, the return of the Matt, the podcast extra we had. And uh, another special podcast we did in February as well. Uh, yeah, another special. We've done a Bret Hart special. Um, you know, he means a lot to us. He's he's a br- brilliant, innovative wrestler. You know, someone very ahead of his time. He wouldn't be out of place wrestling today's wrestlers, I don't think. And, yeah, we just done a podcast dedicated to the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be yeah and i should say next year we are going to focus on a couple of more special episodes we will have more we wanted to do more wrestling focused podcasts this year the WWE draft and everything else that's been happening we haven't had uh, time but we will be looking at a couple of real uh, hall of famers next year with a couple of uh, extra podcasts and in march of course talking about podcasts we did the uh, the two of our favourite WrestleManias of all time, WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 9, Dan. Yes, um, you know, podcast. Uh, well, it was WrestleManias that stood out to both myself and you. And, yeah, you know, it took us a little trip down memory lane. Yes, and it'll be, we look forward again to 2017, where we both pick a favourite WrestleMania of us, uh, our favourite WrestleMania. Another, Another favourite WrestleMania. Thank you. I'm starting. I've had a bit of eggnog now, so I'm sorry. I've had a little bit of a getting into the Christmas spirit as it was. And of course, that roadblock as well because we had roadblock just this month. Uh, there was another roadblock, a special WWE Network event, and it was Dean Ambrose versus Triple H for the WWE title. It was scheduled to be Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt as well, but I do believe Luke Harper took his place, didn't he? Yeah. And it just got fucked up by Lesnar. But yeah, I mean, Roadblock weren't too great, but that was March. In April, Dan? Uh, in April, it was our first WrestleMania Live, WrestleMania 32. Um, some brilliant standout matches from that card. Uh, AJ Styles against Chris Jericho. You know, it was basically the start of the rise of AJ Styles. We had the women's revolution. Um, you know, they changed things from divas to women. Was yeah, that no, yeah, that was there. And... You know, it was it was just a brilliant 
spectacle of an event. Oh, he talked about Shane McMahon as well. He came back and he calls face the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He took that bump off the side of the head he of the did cell, take that didn't huge he? Huge bump, yeah. And we shouldn't forget as well the uh, the night before, of course, your pay per view of the year as well, NXT Takeover in uh, Dallas. Indeed, yeah, a very strong card. Um, you know, and standout match from that was Nakamura's debut match against Sami Zayn. A brilliant match. Um, yeah, you know, what a way to make a debut for Nakamura and what an impressive performance by Sami Zayn as well. Yeah, no, fantastic match. One of our, you know, candidates for match of the year. But we had some sad news as well in April, didn't we? We did indeed, yes. Um, and that was the passing of China. Uh, you know, even though she wasn't as affiliated with the WWE as of late because of her life choices, shall we say, you know, she was still an inspirational part of... WWE throughout her time there um she will always be remembered you know the first woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble she became the first female to win the Intercontinental title you know she was an innovation for women throughout you know and because of her size I think she made it a completely unique character yeah and uh excellent and we move on flat we had a bit of a uh, bit of fun in April though didn't we Dan we did yes um something that shed light on what happens when someone's in a pinfall situation and they suddenly kick out? Oh. That is that. And that was taken from Backlash 2003. It was a promo that The Rock done between him and Goldberg. If you go back to the podcast and listen to it, you'll find out exactly why. I'm not going to reveal it now because I want you to go back and listen to that yeah. podcast just for that explanation. It is definitely worth it. Yeah, no, fantastic bit of fun. We did that. And in May... Well, it was the WNR 50 and our biggest and best episode yet. Most people have said we listed the top 50 WWE superstars of all time. Of course, we're not going to tell you who was number one because they can go back and listen to it as well. Uh, <coughs> but that was a lot of fun working out who what 50 should be on the list as well. I can tell everybody Chris Benoit was number 50 and you'll go back to listen to it and realise why we actually, <laughs> you know, we talked about it. Of course, we started the ECW journey that we put on hold and also the In Your House as well events that we're, we're going to just uh, put on the back burner, as it was, as we go into 2017. Uh, you know, of course, we saw Barely Legal, Night Night 7, In Your House 1. And of course, who can forget one of my favourite moments of uh, the year as well, watching the Ambrose Chris Jericho match in the cage, where he just brought out um, thumbtacks and then started using barbed wire and all this shit. And I just thought, oh, fucking hell, all right. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. In June, Dan? Uh, in June, Ambrose wins the money in the bank, as per his promise, cashes in on Rollins, who beat Reigns. So every single member of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> at one point in the night was champion, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, is just a complete standout moment. Yeah, exactly. No, fantastic moment. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Um, also, we reviewed the CM Punk pipe bomb speech, um, you know, going into a bit of detail on how much of it was scripted, how much of it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, and the meaning behind things. Yeah, that was my, you know, I'm a huge CM Punk fan, like I said, I will him back, but that was one of the things that I enjoyed looking back on because it was such a watershed moment for CM Punk. And again, with looking back on things, we looked back on King of the Ring 96 and the start of Austin 316. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a pivotal point in the Attitude Era, a pivotal point in the Austin character, and, you know, it was it was the start of amazing brilliant things to come yeah and celebrating 20 years since that moment happened as well it's crazy to think that uh and, and another good match that we um, had that, that yeah month. on that one of my matches of the year styles versus john cena um you know it was 
the face that runs the place going against the face. <laughs> yeah. So no, the face that runs the place going against the face that run independent circuits, run Japan, you know, ran TNA and currently runs WWE. Yeah, and um, a great month June was. We moved on to July, and Dan's pouring the drinks. It's Christmas time. James won't be seen because he said he wasn't about it. You said a lie. July. And it was a battleground main event. It was the Shield in a triple threat match for the first ever time. And what did you think of the match, Dan? <clears throat> it was a very good match. Um, Ambrose champion. Rollins won in his rematch and same with Rollins uh yeah it was Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns was going into it as slight partners and you know Seth Rollins was trying to throw a spanner into their works as well as you know win the title for himself yeah and uh, it was a good encounter also we had something that changed WWE landscape for the foreseeable future that was the WWE draft has the draft been successful Dan yeah most definitely um I think SmackDown's been on the better end of the draft, but, you know, it's it's still been very successful nonetheless. Yeah, it has brought up all the NXT talent as well that we've seen, giving everybody a chance to have matches on pay-per-view. Uh, and also, though, and I looked at, talk about 20 years since the King of Ring 96. It was 20 years since the formation of the NWO uh, at Bash of the Beach 96 with Kevin Ash, Scott Hall and Hope Hogan. And what a moment that was to go back and watch it. It was indeed, yeah, you know, <clears throat> to see how the NWO was formed, the way Hogan turned his back on Savage and joined the Outsiders in National Hall, you know, it was a very inspirational, pivotal moment. Yeah, and, and it's still crazy to think all the trash that was thrown, I say trash as an American, all the trash, all the rubbish that was thrown into the ring when Hogan did turn. It was one of those moments you couldn't believe, the fans couldn't believe it, and that's what's so great about wrestling when you can do that in a sport where people think it's quite predictable in itself. But August, Dan? August, it was a very strong moment for some brilliant characters. Uh, it was the first ever Universal Title Championship, and Balor wins that after recently making his debut onto the roster, winning a fatal four-way match for the opportunity. No, Balor won his opportunity in a match. Owens beat Rollins and I think Reigns in the triple threat when Triple H oh, yeah. interfered. Balor won the fatal four-way, didn't yeah. he? Uh, to go face Rollins and uh, yeah Balor beat Rollins at SummerSlam yeah. and then like I say Owens beat uh, Rollins again for the Universal title I mean Owens uh, Rollins Owens, not being lucky is he? yeah no Rollins not um, Nakamura wins the NXT title from Samoa Joe uh, a brilliant match you know and Shinsuke looked brutal and unstoppable uh, also it was a WNR SummerSlam 2002. We went back and watched that. And what a card. Uh, yeah. You talk about you had Brock versus Brock and Shawn Michaels, Triple H in a street fight. Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle. I mean, that's just three matches. Go back and listen to it, of course. You talk about Nakamura as well, winning the NXT title. First time of asking. Uh, and what a moment that was. And, of course, like NXT Brooklyn 2 was a hell of an event as well. In September, of course, how we can forget? how can we forget... The CWC started and changed our lives, didn't it, Dan? It did indeed, yes. It was a phenomenal event and, you know, it was just blew our minds. Yeah, and you can go back on the WNR and listen to the five podcasts that we have dedicated to it. The, the two first round match uh, matches, 
the, the first round, second round, of course, the quarterfinals, semifinals of themselves with the final. Uh, I mean, what an experience it was. What journey it was for us and what journey it was for everybody to watch it. Of course, we're 205 live now, and if that makes more sense. And it also in September, AJ Styles won the WWE title as well, beating Ambrose in suspicious circumstances. Yeah, uh, it was a low blow that ended the match for him. Um, but, you know, never, nevertheless, nonetheless, it was a good match yeah, overall. When, when you consider going back in January, that's when AJ Styles debuted to win the WWE title in September is a hell of an achievement, isn't it? You know, nine months to do that. It is, yes. And, you know, he's. I think he's definitely got his crowd response to thank for that. Yeah, most definitely. October, we've done the WNR Halloween special. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! We that... <laughs> said some of our most ghoulish stories. Yeah. Um, you know, we look, t- took a look back at the most scary characters, the likes of the Boogeyman. You know, we just saw some truly terrible and awful moments and characters. And Giant was... versus Hogan in the um, uh, monster like... truck yeah, match. Yeah, how can we forget that? <laughs> it was completely insane, and you know, it was just some hellish moments. That's what we're all about, though, aren't we? Um, also, you know, James's match of the year: Ziggler versus The Miz, career versus title. They had a good succession of matches up to it and after it it was you know it was a brilliant rivalry it delivered on every level and also the interference in the match actually helped the match which is very uh, rare nowadays also we had the first ever hell in a cell match between quite a hellacious affair at hell in the cell not only that but also the main event of a pay-per-view the women are having for the first time and like you say a an awesome match between the two. Unfortunately, Charlotte retaining, but still with our de- uh, with our Women of the Year there, Sasha Banks. I mean, she's putting a good performance. And uh, last but by no means least, in October, it was the Orton Hill turn. He finally, you know, succumbed and joined the Wyatts. And James's RKO of the year happened at that turning point. And yeah, it was it a good thing for Orton to do the Hill turn. Yeah, a lot we were saying, you know, it, it's, it's given so much more lease of life. As Dan's got his... Uh... <laughs> Are you ready for an RKO? <laughs> got a Randy Orton toy. You've always said you prefer him as a heel, haven't you? Yeah, I have. So, and you know, he's, he's, he's doing the best work he has in a, in a few years. On to November and, uh, well, one name, Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Um, well, he was he started off by promoing... A few video games, WWE 2K17. Yes. And ended up with uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and uh, like I say, we know what happened at Survivor Series then with Goldberg. But it's good to see him return, a bit surprising after so many years, after 12 years. But hey, he's back now and he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. So uh, elsewhere, we had the WNR 75, or 75th episode. We looked at the top 15 tag teams to make up. The list of uh, the WNR 50 as well, along with the top five Survivor Series matches of all time and the top five pay-per-views of all time. And, and what a podcast that was. Go back and listen to it. And also NXT TakeOver Canada, two match of the years. We had two, two match of the years candidates. We had um, DIY versus Revival, which one of the best tag teams. And also you can forget Rude versus Dillinger as well. In your opinion. <laughs> And in December, Dan, what have we had? In December, we had TLC. Brilliant pay-per-view. 
We saw a lot of tables, we saw a lot of ladders, and we saw a few chairs. Well, it made a shout for pay-per-view of the year because there wasn't really a bad match on there. You know, the Corbin Cleaster chair match was good. We had the ladder match, Miz and Ziggler, uh, which was fantastic. And of course, you can forget the TLC, Ambrose and Styles, with Styles taking some hellacious bumps. Of course, Ellsworth costing him as well. And of course, who can forget... Uh, WWE Roadblock as well. I mean, what a fantastic women's match that was, Dan. That was a brilliant women's match, yes. Christmas stocking fillers, either we've had it before Christmas or after Christmas, depending when you're listening to it. And, yeah, that is the look back. Dan, what have you thought of 2016? Where does it measure up to all the other wrestling years? Um, I think it is finally picking up to what it should be. It's got a strong cruiserweight division. NXT is brilliant. And, you know, there's never normally a bad match on the entire card. And the latter part of the year, since the brand split, the pay-per-views on part, at least SmackDown. Raw have had a few good matches, but, you know, they need to be a bit stronger going into 2017. Yeah, I mean, out of 10, what would you give 2016? I'd give it a 7.5. Oh, I was going to say a strong 8. It's not been a bad year. We hope 2017 is an even better year anyway, don't we? We do. We hope 2017 starts off as 2016 ends. And what we do now is talk about the year end, Dan. It is the year end predictions that we gave. I should explain me, Joe, and Dan wrote down the list. And I've got the list in front of me now, and this is what we had. Okay, so yeah, we have got the And I should go through. Dan, don't open your envelope there. I'm not, don't. I'm just lifting up the corner. Right, WNR, 2016 predictions. We have got. This is, of course, before the draft, and FLS, you'll see the differences. WWE champion, Intercontinental champion, US champion, tag team. Divas, NXT champion, NXT tag team champs, women's champion, the Royal Rumble winner, Untaker WrestleMania opponent, Money in the Bank, surprise return, surprise wrestler leaving, and bonus prediction of the year. There is 14 points. These are going to be pay-per-view points. We've been working hard all year to get to amass pay-per-view points. Um, I have won the pay-per-view prediction table at the moment, really, haven't we? You have, definitely, yeah. This is just going to try and spruce it up to see if we can actually guess what it is. But uh, we opened up Jazz, because, of course, he's not here, and he got uh, two out of 14. He predicted Triple H would win the Royal Rumble, which was good, because he put that for his Rumble predictions anyway. And also, bonus prediction, AJ Styles become WWE champion, which is a bit of a surprise, really, wasn't it? That was considering... No, AJ, he was around with AJ Styles, wasn't he? So, yeah, you know, he would have uh, AJ, AJ had debuted. No, AJ hadn't debuted yet. Hadn't he? This was in 2015. AJ debuted at the Rumble. Fuck. The story that. was there that Styles would debut. Yeah. So he... Went with it. He went with it. So fair play, fair play to, fair to play Jared. Jared. Yeah. You get two. And, of course, Jared, <coughs> um, you didn't do most of the predictions. We'll give you two, so you end the... So there we go. You, you know what doubled I mean? your tally. Exactly. Not too bad. Uh, maybe you'll be back next year, I doubt it. Um, we haven't got, of course, two sets of champions. We haven't got two tag team champions. We haven't got two women's champions. Uh, but we will count if either of us have got one of them who is champion. Yeah. We will count that. Um, of course, the Universal Champion, WWE Champion, will do that as well. But I think everything else is basically there to see. Like we'll say, we'll open them up now and we'll read them out one by one to see. We'll start at the bottom of. No, we'll start on. The, we'll start with the WWE Champion and work our way down. Here we go. Now, it's been a year, so I probably can't remember. <laughs> I only know two of mine. You only I've know only two? I've only unfolded it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who's your WWE champion? My WWE champion is Seth Rollins. Who's yours? Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, X next to that, then. Who's your Intercontinental champion? Finn Balor. Oh, mine is Sami Zayn. 
Uh, no. US champion. Uh, it'd be pretty impossible now, but Ryback. So. Wow. <laughs> uh, I went for AJ Styles. <laughs> um, okay, Dan. Who was, who was, I can see this where this is going. Who is your tag team champion? It's the Hardy Boys. <laughs> but oh half a point if it's the Dudleys. <laughs> uh, mine are Dash and Dawson. Oh, oh, so maybe 2017. You know, um, <coughs> who is your? No, it's you. All right, go on then. Who is your? What is the next category? Divas. Divas champ. Women's champion. My women's champion is Shh, Bailey. My women's champion is Becky Lynch. Oh, give me a motherfucking point. You get a point, Dan. Dan gets a point. And uh, I just want to note out half a point if his sister Abigail. <laughs> We have... Who is your NXT champion, Dan? NXT champion, Ken Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as mine. NXT champion, Dan, who's mine? Who's your NXT champion? Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. NXT tag team champion. Is it my go? They, I've put Jordan and Gable. Dan, who's yours? The Ford Villains. Oh... Who is your NXT Women's Champion? Tamina Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> Tamina Snooker thanks you for that, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Oh, who is your Women's Champion? My Women's Champion... If Russ- <laughs> sorry. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. My Women's Champion is Dana Brooke. Yeah. You can see what I was thinking there, can't yeah. you? Uh, okay, Dan, who is your Royal Rumble winner? My Royal Rumble winner, Triple H. Oh, another point. That's two. How many have you got, James? That's two. I've got none yet. Can I put Roman... Oh, go on. Ask me who I put. Who have you gone, James? I have gone Roman Reigns. Oh, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Wasn't right. right. Next one. WrestleMania main event. I have gone Reigns versus Triple H. I have gone for Triple H versus Reigns. That's three. That man, Dan's on fire, baby. Okay, Undertaker's WrestleMania opponent, Kane. Half a point if it's Bray. Um, I have put with Kane against the League of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> I see you thinking. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> who did you put as Money in the Bank, Dan? Money in the Bank winner. Finn Balor. Oh. My Money in the Bank winner, Dean Ambrose. (laughs) (laughs) Fair play to that, man. There we go. So that's that's two. Well done, James. Okay, surprise. Oh, sorry, Dan. Ask me surprise. Surprise return. CM Punk. So you went with your heart. I went with my heart rather than my head. Yeah, it's a bit silly, but still. Dan, who was your surprise return? Hulk Hogan. Jared, who was your surprise wrestler leaving, Dan? Our truth. <laughs> uh, who was yours, James? Mine was Finn Balor, which, I mean, if you think about it. He didn't it, really leave. <laughs> he was out injured. Yeah, no, I'm not giving myself that. Okay, last one, Dan. Your, uh, what is your bonus prediction for the year? My bonus prediction is the money in the bank cashes in before end of year. So I guess I get a point for that. What is your bonus prediction of the year, Dan? 
Hardys v Dudleys one last time. You're really into the Hardys and Dudleys. <laughs> and a surprise introduction of Sister Abigail. <laughs> I was really on the Sister Abigail thing as well. I was obsessed. It was like, I want Sister Abigail and take the champion. So I work out after that, Dan, how many have you got out of uh, 14? How many have I got? So the end of year predictions, they finish with a score. Jared on two. Dan, you got three. You were doing really well up to a point, and then you just kind of got stopped. You got three pay-per-view points for that. I got three pay-per-view points as well. So you get three for? I, I got... I got WrestleMania main event was Reigns and Triple H. I got oh, one was your bonus prediction? Prediction money in the bank cashed in for the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Because Rollins did hold, hold it on until WrestleMania last time. I know it was a bit of a vague yeah. one, but... That was wide open. Yeah. That was really wide open. <laughs> well, we know what you're going to do next year, aren't you? Not money in the bank. <laughs> Raw Rumble winner bonus pre- WrestleMania. <laughs> bonus prediction of the year. No, because the Royal Rumble winner could... No, because yeah. potentially the Royal Rumble winner could be for the title. A bit like it was this year. Yeah. And then it could go that way. Exactly. We never know. We never know. But are you disappointed with your end predictions? Very. I mean, a couple of them are fucking way out for me. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking about Ricochet. <laughs> like... Some of them, I think, it's what we... Not so much predictions, but things we'd like to happen. Yeah, exactly. But looking at bright side, at least we beat Jared, didn't we? You know, we so. did indeed, and you know, we done as bad as each other. Yeah, and uh, we didn't even go Charlotte or Banksville Women's Champion, did we? Becky Lynch is not champion. Bliss is. We've just realised something here. I'm sorry, Fuck. I'm sorry, Dan, but it did happen in December. <laughs> Becky Lynch, yeah, lost so- to Bliss. Close, yeah. So you so don't far. get three, you get two. So James wins a year-end predictions. <laughs> again, he does it again. He does it again. So three, two, two. So adding to that, uh, Dan, you are now on a ground score of 10, mate. You finish on 11 points, Dan. And I finish on, if you add three to 17 or eight, you get, I finish on 20 points. I finish on 21 points. You doubled me, near enough. <laughs> yeah, doubled you. Well, what a shocking moment. I mean, 2016, what we'll do next year is we'll do NXT TakeOver event separate, pay-per-view separate, then all the other stuff, and then we'll pull it all in the end of the year, like a big year-end point system. Total. Year-end predictions, that is everything done. That's it for 2016. Uh, it is Christmas Day, so me and Dan are going to have some dinner now. Uh, he is cooking, like I said. Uh, no, we'd just like to thank everybody. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Thanks for listening to the WNR podcast throughout 2016. Uh, all the comments and everything like that, Dan. Merry Christmas to one and to all a Merry Christmas. Yeah, lovely sentiment. And like we say, thanks for listening, everybody. And of course, you can follow us on numerous ways. You can be on Twitter as well, don't forget, at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like. We are the WWE Network Review Podcast. Come and find us, share your thoughts, find our podcast on there. Or you can add me as a friend. I'm Vince McDan. We're also across all the Google platforms as well. Email at the WNR Podcast or the WWE Network Review at gmail.com. Also on Google Plus or on YouTube as well. There's numerous ways you can listen to us. We're on SoundCloud. On your phone. 
We're on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. You can download, subscribe now. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We've really enjoyed 2016. We hope 2017 takes it up a next level now. We've just had our first full year as a podcast and we're getting stronger, bigger, badder, better as well. Uh, and I look forward to seeing everybody in 2017. So what better way than to finish with a song? Dan, take it away. No. Merry Christmas, everybody. When the snowman brings the snow, like to know. Go on now, take it away. Merry Christmas, everybody, from WNR. I am James Rowlands, and I'm joined by... Bad boy! Have a lovely Christmas, everybody. Bye! Hang on a minute. What is this little thing you've got me here? Hey, let me open it up quickly. Oh, you did get me saying it's a Bobby Roode action figure. Oh, oh I did. Dad. I had to get something. Oh, you had me then. You had... I thought you had... No, oh, my word. Well, Dan, this figure for me is glorious. Glorious! Merry Christmas, everybody, from WNR. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho! Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas!